Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 39 of this program. Grateful to you for tuning in. Uh, hey, invite your friends to listen. That's what the cool kids are doing. That's what the producers tell me, at least. Uh, Lee, tell them the cool kids are listening to the show, and that way everyone will. Well, why don't you help me prove them right? Listen, uh, we're going to talk about Mitt Romney here in this segment. Uh, no, not so much about this impeachment stuff. Uh, we're going to take a step into the bizarro hypothetical world. Think of it as a little break. We're going to take a step away from reality and play the what-if game. Senator Romney ran for president once. Uh, he's familiar with the process. He knows uh, what that means. He has selected a running mate in the past. As we move forward in this campaign and on to help lead the nation to better days, it's an honor to announce my running mate and the next vice president of the United States, Paul Ryan. Now, we all know how that turned out. Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Romney and Mr. Ryan, uh, they didn't make it to the White House. Uh, someone else did. Well, what if there were a path for Mr. Romney uh, to make his way back to the White House? Or at least a heartbeat away from the White House. Uh, as the vice president. When I was walking into work this morning, for some reason, this idea jumped into my mind and it felt familiar. I thought, where have I heard this uh, scenario uh, debated in the past? And it came from, as I uh, clicked and clacked around and finally remembered that it came from a Politico magazine article. Juliana Glover, in December of 2018, wrote an article for the magazine under the headline, Biden should run on a unity ticket with Romney. The headline, Biden should run on a unity ticket with Romney. Subheadline, it could totally work. And here's how. And she goes on for about 12,000 words to explain her rationale for why uh, Biden could be positioned to pick uh, Mitt Romney and for that to be a successful pathway to the White House. Now, remember, this article was written in 2018. So the suggestion of Biden uh, being the one at the top of the ticket with Romney uh, running as the vice president, uh, there are much stronger arguments for why maybe someone else uh, could take on that role. Someone uh, like uh, Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren could. Is there any scenario in which uh, Senator Romney is running alongside a Democrat. Now, let me let me just say this uh, up front. This is not some kind of uh, like rhino type attack on Senator Romney. This is not to say that he is in fact a, a, a Democrat hiding in Republicans' clothing. I, I am not. I'm not weighing in uh, on any of that during this segment. This is merely an exercise. This is an opportunity for you and I uh, to play the what if game. 
So let's look at the scenarios. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Senator Romney has the experience running uh, for uh, for the presidency. Uh, he also has demonstrated uh, in his actions and his words um, opposition to the current president. Now, there is that whole deal where sometimes if you're the guy in the office or gal uh, who is criticizing all the plans, um, someone is going to speak up and say at some point, all right, well, if you if if this is such an intolerable scenario, uh, what do you propose we do in response? Well, this may be a way to respond to the intolerable circumstance uh, that uh, that. Senator Romney uh, may feel is before him and before us as a nation. He's already demonstrated his desire uh, very clearly and objectively that he feels the president is worthy of removal from office. And so how far does that belief go? Uh, What if what if the uh, culmination of that belief or what if the uh, bringing to bear uh, the removal of from office of President Trump came in the form of teaming up with uh, a Democrat. Or how about this crazy scenario? What if it were a third party deal? What if Biden, uh, you know, after these Iowa results and we'll see what New Hampshire brings and in a few weeks uh, it's going to be Super Tuesday and there's going to be more uh, insight into the American voter. What if uh, what if Biden did this? What if he said, hey, uh, you know, Maybe, maybe what this nation needs uh, is not another Democrat leading. Uh, What if what this nation needs is not another Republican uh, leading? What if we need uh, an independent in the White House and an independent uh, by that president's side, a heartbeat away from the presidency himself or herself? Well, that's. This is probably crazy talk. We've taken a step even further into a crazy hypothetical world. But uh, think about it for a second. Uh, you know, there are more independents in the in the country than there are Democrats and Republicans. At least that was the case uh, two years ago, last time I checked. Who's to say those folks couldn't be mobilized to work together and vote for a single ticket? I don't know. Uh, it's one of those little exercises that we play as we get ready for e- the show each day. Uh, and I'd be interested to knowing to know what you think. Uh, there have been a few uh, texts come in. Uh, one interesting reminds us that except this, this is what the text message says. It says, except this is a little too much like the Lincoln Johnson ticket. Another one uh, reads, never vote for Romney. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Another one. Uh, I wouldn't vote for Romney if he were running. Uh, I'm not going to finish reading that one. I should have screened that. Uh, no good. Let me just say that it was uh, it was antagonistic against uh, the good senator. Uh, anyway, so work that out in your mind. Maybe come up with some other scenarios I may have forgotten. But uh, could you envision and could you support uh, a ticket for the White House, which included Senator Mitt Romney running alongside a Democrat? That's not to say that he would uh, necessarily betray, uh, you know, the way he uh, identifies himself as a Republican or the uh, Republican ideals as he he defined them. No, he would be uh, two members of two opposing parties uh, joining together and running on the common ground uh, which they share. Could be fascinating. Uh, maybe it's a, one of those, like, uh, I don't know, too good to be true type things, or I'm not considering all the angles. That's the likelihood. Uh, let me know where I'm missing out on this. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line, uh, and we're going to take a break here. In the next segment, we're going to have a fascinating conversation with a friend of mine, Senator Deidre Henderson. She has a piece of legislation Uh, which would lessen the penalties faced by those practicing polygamy in the state. 
It would enhance some of the penalties of other crimes. Uh, but we're going to talk about this and her re- rationale for getting uh, behind this effort as she joins us on the next segment here on Live Mike. And I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.